Welcome to Zikhu Daf Siman Member by Avram Goldar and Zir Mazakas Yavamas Daf Yadal. The first parak, Chamesh Sayy Nashim. The first parak has been generously sponsored as a schus for Mordechai Chaim ben Esther and as a schus for Shidduch Hagron for Leibaz Esther. So the few times we're going to focus on number one, the Gemara says that Rish Lakish and Rav hold that Beishamay did not follow their own opinion regarding being Matir, the Tsarist of an Arab to do Yibum. And Rav Yochan and Shmuel hold that they did. The Gemara asks Amos, when did this Malchokas of Beishamay and Beishamay take place? If you say it was before a Basko announced that the Halakha always follows Beis Hillel, then what would be the explanation for those who hold that Beis Shammai did not follow their own opinion? And if it was after the Basko, then what would be the reasoning of those who hold that Beis Shammai did not follow Beis Hillel? The Gemara answer you could say it was before the Basko, according to the ones who say Beis Shammai followed Beis Hillel, it was because Beis Hillel were the majority. According to the ones that Beis Shammai did not follow Beis Hillel, even though Beis Hillel were the majority, it was because Beis Shammai they were sharper. Alternatively, you could say it was after the Baskol. According to the ones who hold that Beis Shammai followed Beis Hillel, it was because of the Baskol. According to those who say Beis Shammai followed their own opinion, they hold like the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua that we do not pay attention to a Baskol in resolving halachic disputes. Point number two, the Gemara asks, according to those who say that Beis Shammai followed their own opinion, why was there no issue here? Which means, do not make separate factions. Abai answers that we only say in a situation of two courts in one city where one court falls Beis Shammai and one court falls Beis Hillel. But two courts in two cities is not a problem. And the opinions of Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel were followed in two cities. Rabbi asked Abai, but Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel disagreeing is like the case of two courts in one city, as members of both of them live in the same city. So Rabbi answered differently that Lois's Godru only applies within one court when some of the judges follow Beis Shammai and some follow Beis Hillel. But in the case where there are two Bate Dinim in one town, where one follows Beis Shammai and the other follows Beis Hillel, there is no problem of Lois's Godru. And point number three was stated in a Braisa, even though Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel disagreed about being Matir Tsaros in the case of Yibum and other Halachos, Beishamai did not refrain from marrying women from Beishilla, and Beishilla did not refrain from marrying women from Beishamai. To teach you that they treated each other with affection and friendship to fill which is stated, love, truth, and peace. So once again, the three topics are number one, the Gemara says that Rishlakish and Rab hold that Beishamai did not follow their own opinion regarding me matir that sorrows of an erva to do Yibum, and Rabbi Yochan and Shmuel hold they did. The Gemara asks Amos, when did this Malchokas of Beishamai and Beis Hillel take place? If you say it was before a Basko announced that the Halacha always follows Beis Hillel, then what would be the explanation for those who hold that Beishamai did not follow their own opinion? And if it was after the Basko, then what would be the reasoning of those who hold that Beishamai did not follow Beis Hillel? The Gemara answered, you could say it was before the Basko, according to the ones who say Beishamai followed Beis Hillel, it was because Beis Hillel were the majority. According to the ones that Beishamai did not follow Beis Hillel, even though Beis Hillel were the majority, it was because Beis Shammai they were sharper. Alternatively, you could say it was after the Baskol. According to the ones who hold that Beis Shammai followed Beis Hillel, it was because of the Baskol. According to those who say Beis Shammai followed their own opinion, they hold like the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua that we do not pay attention to a Baskol in resolving halachic disputes. Point number two, the Gemara asks, according to those who say that Beis Shammai followed their own opinion, why was there no issue here? Which means, do not make separate factions. 
Abaye answers that we only say lo sis go to do in a situation of two courts in one city where one court falls by Shammai and one court falls by Silo. But two courts in two cities is not a problem. And the opinions of Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel were followed in two cities. Rabbi asked Abai, But Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel disagreeing is like the case of two courts in one city as members of both of them live in the same city. So Rabbi answered differently that Lois's Godru only applies within one court when some of the judges follow Beis Shammai and some follow Beis Hillel. But in the case where there are two Bate Dinim in one town, where one falls Beis Shammai and the other falls Beis Hillel, there is no problem of Oasis Kodudu. And point number three was stated in the Braisa, even though Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel disagreed about being Matir Tsaros in the case of Yibum and other Halachos, Beishamai did not refrain from marrying women from Beishilla, and Beishilla did not refrain from marrying women from Beishamai. To teach you that they treated each other with affection and friendship to fill which is stated, love, truth, and peace. All right, so now we go to our Simba Daf Yadalad, and our standard Simon is a hand, and we often use a juggler in the Simon to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. The juggler who started to juggle right after you heard a baskol announce whom halacha follows entertained judges from two separate bate dinim in one city and was delighted to see that despite all their disagreements, they still treated each other with chiba and reyes. Once again, it's emotion. The juggler, juggler, that must be more enough. Yidalad. The juggler who started to juggle right after he heard a baskol announced whom the halacha follows, which reminds us, the Gemara says that Reish Lakish and Rav hold that Beish Shammai did not follow their own opinion regarding being matya the tsaros of an erva to do yibum, and Rav Yochan and Shmuel hold they did. The Gemara asks Amos, when did this malchokas of Beish Shammai and Beish Hillel take place? Elaim according baskol, if you say it was before baskol announced that the halacha always follows Beish Hillel, then what would be the explanation of those who hold that Beish Shammai do not follow their own opinion? And if it was after the baskol, then what would be the reasoning of those who hold that Beish Shammai did not follow Beish Hillel? The Gemara clarifies that the malchokas could have taken place either before or after the baskol, and each opinion would have a rationale for their position. So the juggler who started to juggle right after he heard a baskol announced whom the halacha follows entertained judges from two separate bate dinim in one city. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, according to those who say that Beis Shammai followed their own opinion, why was there no issue here of Osis Godudu? Which means Losasu Agudus Agudus do not make separate factions. Rabbi answered that Losis Godudu only applies within one court when some of the judges follow Beis Shammai and some follow Beis Hillel. But in a case where there are two Bate Dinim in one town, where one falls Beis Shammai and the other falls Beis Hillel, there is no problem of Osis Godudu. So the juggle who started to juggle right after he heard a baskol announce whom the halacha follows entertained judges from two separate bate dinim in one city and was delighted to see that despite all their disagreements they still treated each other with chiba and reyus. Which reminds us it was stated in a bright that even though Beisham Beisho disagreed about being matir tsaros in the case of Yibum and other halachos Beishamai did not refrain from marrying women from Beishilel and Beishil did not refrain from marrying women from Beishamai. To teach you that they treated each other with affection and friendship to fulfill that which is stated love, truth, and peace. So once again the juggler who started to juggle right after he heard a baskol announced whom the halacha follows, entertained judges from two separate bate dinim in one city, and was delighted to see that despite all their disagreements, they still treated each other with chiba and reyus.
All right, now it's time to go to our four block back Chazara. Daf Yud. So the Simran Daf Yud is a minion of Yidden. So here goes. The minion of Yidden. Minion of Yidden. That must be more in Daf Yud. The minion of Yidden who shunned at Yaakov, who violated two sisters, who then bore him sons. Which reminds us, Rav Adekarchina said in the name of Rav in front of Rav Kahana that Rebbe does hold the Rebbe Chia's rule and provided a different explanation of Rebbe's response to Levi as to why the Mishnah does not include the case of Imo Anusas Aviv, his mother who was violated by his father. Rebbe explained that it would not fit into one of Rebbe Chia's rules in the following case where Yaakov violates two sisters and each one bears him a son, and then these two sisters marry Yaakov's two other sons, who then die childless. It would not fulfill Rabbi Chia's rule of Hazur Lazem Mutaraz Lazeh. The sister that is prohibited to this Yavam is permitted to the other Yavam, and vice versa, since each Yavam is also as the mother of a different Yavam, and is the sister of his other Yavama. So, the minion of Yidin who shunned Yaakov, who violated two sisters, who then bore him sons, refusing to listen to his excuse that each son can call each woman Emo, his mother, which reminds us, Ravashi says, the Rebbe does not hold a Rebbe Chia's rule, and that his harsh response to Levi was that Levi should have inferred that the ton of our missions Rebbe Yehuda, who holds that Anusa's Aviv is Aser, and therefore, there can never be a case of Anusa's Aviv falling to Yibum from either brother. But the Mishnah later says, Six arise are more common than the fifteen, because they must be married to others and can never marry a man's paternal brother. The more proves that since two of these arayos are Imo, his mother and his father's wife, it must be that Imo, his mother, is referring to a woman that was violated by his father, and the Mishnah stating clearly that she's forbidden to all of the paternal brothers, which is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So the minion of Yidin who shunned Yaakov, who violated two sisters, who then bore him sons, refusing to listen to his excuse that each son can call each woman Imo, his mother. We're not sure whether they should welcome a man who did chalitza and then was Makadish has chalitza, since it's only a love. Which reminds us, more discussed the lach in the case of one brother who does chalitza and then returns and does kedushin with her and then dies childless, so that she then falls back to the brothers whom she had previously fallen for Yibam or chalitza. Rishaki shows that the first brother only had a love to take his chalitza based on the pasuk Asher lo who shall not build his brother's house. Kevin shulabana shuv lo the future tense implies that once he did not build, he shall never again build. But the other brothers remain with the original Issacharis. Ryochanan holds that the first brother and the Chutzi each act as a shliach for his brothers and her tsarists respectively, and therefore they are only prohibited to each other on the level of a love. Daf Yudolf, so the similar Daf Yudolf is stars. So here goes. The Tsara of a Sotavadai, who received a putter from Yibum star, star, that must be more in Daf Yudolf. The Tsara of a Sotavada, who received a patah from Yibum star, which reminds the Gemara brings Rav Yudah, who said in the name of Rav, that a Tsar's Sota, a Tsara of a Sota is patah from doing Yibum or Chalitza, which conflicts with the Bryce that states that if a woman goes into a seclusion with a man for the amount of time that takes for them to have relations, and Rashi explains this referring to when her husband and warned her not to do so, she's forbidden to her husband, and if the husband dies, then she does Chalitza. The Gemara answers that Rav can reply that he was discussing a case of a Sota Vadai when it was certain that she had relations with the other man. And the Bryce was discussing a case when she had gone into seclusion with the man, but it's a suffix if they had relations. So that Sarah of the Sota Vadai, who received a Pata from Yibam Star, who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Amachzer Gushaso, would receive one too, which reminds us the more brings Malgokas between Yosi ben Kefar and the Chachamim regarding when is Amachzer Gushaso Chayv? Is it only after Nisun or after Erison as well? Which then leads to the question of what is the status of Atsaras Amachzer Gushaso? 
So the Tsar of the Sota Vadai, who received a putter from Yibum Star, who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Amaksugushaso, would receive one too, overheard a basin standing by a pit of water tell a woman who was already ushered to a Kohen that she should be the one to do Chalitza, which reminds us that the brother wants to do Chalitza, which would puzzle the Chalitza from marrying a Kohen. And he's the choice of two Yavamas. And one of the women is permitted to marry Kohen, and the other one was forbidden to marry Kohen. He should do Chalitza with the Yavama, who is already puzzled to the Kahuna. Rabbi Yosef, quoting Rebbe, explained the reason for this. One should not spill out the water of his pit if others need it. Meaning that since he wants to do Chalitza, which would usher a Chalitza to a Kohen, he should do it to the Yavama, who is already ushered to a Kohen, and let the other woman remain available. To a cone. Daf Yud base. So the sin for Daf Yud base is 12 brothers. So here goes. When the 10 remaining brothers, 10 remaining brothers, that must mean we're on Daf Yud base. 12 brothers. When the 10 remaining brothers became ushered to the Tsara of the Mama Ennis, who did Mun after their brother's death, which reminds us, Revolution Barmamo said in the name of Ukba, who said in the name of Shmuel, that a Tsar's Mama Ennis is forbidden to the Yavam. The Gemara explains that the reason that she's forbidden to him is the Gazer Mishuma Tsar's Bita Mama Ennis, a decree that was made because of the Tsara of a daughter who falls to Yibum and does Mun. Rush explains that the case is when one's daughter, who is a Katana, falls to him for Yibum, along with an adult Tsara, and the daughter does Mun to her father. Since at the time they fell for Yibum, the Tsar appears like the Tsar of his daughter, who is an Erba to her father, she's Asr Midrabun, even though the daughter's Mun does uproot the marriage. The concern is that if we permit a Yavam to take a Tsar's Mema Ennis in general, one might come to permit one to take a Tsar's Mema Ennis when the one doing Mun is his daughter. So, when the ten remaining brothers became Asr to the Tsar of the Mema Ennis, who did Mun after the brother's death, and to the Tsar's Ionis of another brother, who always knew that his wife couldn't bear children, which reminds Ravasi says that a Tsar of an Ionis is because the Pasuk states, and the firstborn that she gives birth to, which excludes an islandist being that she cannot give birth. Since an islandist cannot do Yibum, she's an erva, and that Tsar is a Tsar's erva. The Gemara asks that the Mishnah Dabe says that Tsar's islandist is mutter to the Yavam. The Gemara answers, Ravasi was discussing a case where the husband recognized his wife was an islandist when they got married. Therefore, the marriage was legitimate, and that Tsar is a Tsar's islandist who is putter from Yibum. Our mission, on the other hand, is discussing a case where he did not realize that she was an islandist, and therefore the marriage is nullified and the Tsar is mutter to the Yavam. The words of the mission imply this as well, as it says, Shinim's U, they were found to be an islandist, and it does not say, Shahayu, they were. So, when the ten remaining brothers became usher to the Tsar of the Mama Ennis, who did Mun after their brother's death, and to the Tsar's islandist of another brother, who always knew that his wife couldn't bear children, they tried to comfort their mother, who was famous for having given birth to her first son, when she was still. A minor. Which reminds us, Rabbi taught a brice in front of Nachman, Shalosh Nashim Mishamshos Bamoch. There are three women who may use cotton to prevent conceiving. Katanam Uberz Umeinika, a minor, a pregnant woman, and a nursing woman. Katana Shema A minor may do this as otherwise she may become pregnant and she may die because of the pregnancy, which implies that some minors may become pregnant and not die. So there is a case of Chamoso Mema Enes, a mother-in-law who does Mun. But she explains that this is a case where Katana gives birth to a daughter and her husband gives the infant daughter away in marriage. The husband will have a mother-in-law who may do Mun. But the Mishnah Da Beis Amabes said that this case does not exist. Rav Safra answered, Banim Harihem Kissim Banim. Children are like Simani, meaning signs of puberty, and therefore, once she gives birth, she cannot do Miyun anymore. Daf Yud Gimel, the Simr Daf Yud Gimel, is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. After the Bar Mitzvah boy's brilliant pshetel on when an erva must die 
for a tsar to be mutter, to do yibum, which reminds us Rabbi Yirmi resolved the steer Mishnais regarding when an erva must die or get divorced for her tsar to be mutter for yibum by explaining Misha Shanazo, Lo Shanazo, the one who taught this Mishnah did not teach this Mishnah. Haitana Sabra Misa Mapelas, the Tanabar Mishnah holds that the husband's death causes his wives to fall to yibum as long as a woman is not the tsar of an erva at the moment of a husband's death, she is high for yibum. But the ton of the other Mishnah holds that the original marriage causes his wives to fall to Yibum. Therefore, if a woman was ever a tsar of an Arab, she's putter from Yibum. Rubber reconciles the Mishnahis differently. So, after the Bar Mitzvah boy's brilliant pshetel on when an Arab must die for a tsara to be mutter to do Yibum, he shocked the crowd, Beishamah Shita, that a tsara of an Arab is always mutter to do Yibum, which reminds us. That the next mission states, Beishamai matirin hatsarz laachim ubeisila osrim. Beishamai hold that the tsars of Arias may do yibum, and Beisila say they are asu to do yibum. Rabbi Shimon Pasi explains that the reason Beishamai is because the Pasik states, Otia ish zamesa chutzli ish zar, the wife of the one who died, who is outside, should not go to a stranger. Chutza makal de ekapnimi. Since the Pasik describes the wife as the outer one, meaning she's not related to the Yavam, it implies there is an inner one who is related to the Yavam, that being the Erva. The Amrachman Alotiyah, the Pasik's teaching that the outer one, who is the Tsara of the Erva, may not marry anyone else since she's subject to Yibum. The Gemara continues explaining what Basil do with the Pasik. So after the Bar Mitzvah boy's brilliant Pshetel on when an Erva must die, for a tsara to be mutter, to do yibum. He shocked the crowd with Beishamah Shita that a tsara of an erba is always mutter to do yibum. And solemnly concluded the pasuk of Wosis go to do and the hope that Kalisro should not make separate factions. Which reminds the Gemara brings a whole back and forth between Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan on the topic of Wosis go to do, which means Wosasu Agudas Agudas, you shall not make separate factions, as it applies in the Megillah being read on different days, Malacha being performed on Erev Pesach, and to our mission with the Machokas Beisham Meisil regarding whether a tzara of an erva is mutter to do Yibum. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nizikh wishing you a great day and great learning.